following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, well, well to the broken helmet. Let's rock. Yeah. Coming to you live on tape on this Sunday, November 13th, game day for week 10 of the NFL season. We're actually already in the midst of week 10 as we had one game take place Thursday night. Panthers with the dog win upsetting the Falcons in Carolina. And then today, the first ever NFL game in Deutschland, Germany, Buccaneers, Seahawks. About two minutes left in the third quarter in this one. Buccaneers up 14-3. to It was going to be tough for Seattle to go on the road, but for Seattle to go on the road to Germany from Seattle. What? What are we doing? What are we doing here? We are showcasing the NFL across this great planet, trying to up those Global dollars, if you will. Oh, yes. Every sports league has to be global because that's what cash is. Baseball done it, then NBA took it over and smashed, smashed the bank accounts with their global dollars. And now we try the same with the NFL going in to Germany with the Buccaneers, Tom Brady against the... Who would have thunk it? Solid Seattle Seahawks. So anyway, that is week 10, and we are already two games into it. Looks like the Buccaneers are going to end up winning this game. Still a quarter left. You never know what happens. But in control on the road. And when I say on the road, I mean on the road for sure. So anyway... We will uh, pick up here. It's going to be an abbreviated Broken Helmet podcast for you. I will get right into the games. We'll screw doing all the downs this week because my brother is stuck in sick uh, home, sick land, whatever you want to take. I'm trying to say his whole family's sick. So is his youngin, my nephew, his wife. Uh, he has his mother-in-law in town. So he was like, dude, I can't do it completely get you. My wife is actually down in Florida by him. She went down for a bridal shower and then I've got the boys all to myself this this weekend. I've been taking the dog out left and right. It's like crazy. You know what? You you think everything's pretty easy and yeah, I could do it myself until you're actually in the thick of it, right? (laughs) And then you're in the thick of it and then you're in the shit and you figure out, you know what? It's really really easier with multiple people, especially when you have a foster dog that you've got to take care of who is now, I don't even know, a thousand pounds. He's huge. He's huge. We've had him for two months. Uh, Originally, he was, oh, here's this cute little lab pit bull mix. They call them labrables. Oh, this guy is so cute. He's so fun. He's a puppy and he's not really chewing on the furniture quite yet. So that's fine. You know, oh, a couple accidents in the house. And now he's like, literally, he's got to be 30, 40 pounds. He's huge. He doesn't want to be just down in the basement or in the kitchen anymore. He wants to go all over the house. He's like, hey, dude, I've been here for like two months. I'm part of the family. Let me the hell out of here. 
I'm like, I can't. I can't. I can't. My small 20-pound dog hates you. You'll eat him. And, uh, well, you wouldn't eat him. He's actually pretty nice. But, uh, you know, he's going to bite you. It's going to be a disaster. I just can't do it. So, anyway, as I was saying, everything's easier with multiple people. And so, for everybody out there thinking, you know what? I can do this on my own. Ah, think again. So, like I said, we'll get into this right here. And, uh, oh, my brother's actually texting me as I'm on the podcast. Do you want to start, Alan? Or I, well, I'll get to that in, uh, later. We've got time here. Uh, but anyway, so fantasy can wait. Let's get right into the games here. Um, we're just going to go right down the docket. That's how we're going to do it today. We'll give you the picks, and then we'll give you the uh, gambling, and we'll call it a show for Week 10. And just chalk it up for having a lot of stuff going on. Not the most professional way to go about it, um, or uh, most consistent. But you know what? When you're doing it for fun, you you just make it work, right? GID, GID, get it done, get it done, get it done. So here we go. Let's kick it off. Buck Seahawks, just for the record, will give you the picks. Uh, I and my brother both took the Buccaneers uh, in this one. It was two and a half, and like I said, Buccaneers out 14 to three in the fourth quarter. So now we'll start games that you would actually utilize. And the first one will be the Chiefs hosting the Jaguars. Casey favored by 10 in this game. Uh, the over-under is 51. The spreads, mind you, will be provided thanks to DraftKings, and those were pulled earlier this morning. The betting analysis data analytics that I provide are courtesy of the Action Network app. So, like I said, uh, Chiefs favored by 10. 51. A lot of scoring expected out of this one as that is the total. The Sharps are going to come in on the Jaguars. 71% of the money pool is going to also be on Jacksonville here. The only people on the Chiefs is going to be the tickets. So Joe Public, this is a pros Joe's game if you ever had one right now. Well, I shouldn't say if you ever had one. There's only 58% of the tickets are on Kansas City. So it's not like the public is flocking to the Chiefs, but they are on that side. I'm going to pick the Chiefs here as well. 10 points is a lot, and, I, you know, you know what? Scratch that. My brother's definitely going with the Chiefs. I'm not. I, 10 points, Jags. Man, they the Jaguars are just one of those teams this year that has completely frustrated you because in the beginning of the season, they looked like they were okay, and then they just came back down to earth, and they really have not been good. Are they bad enough to be a two-digit dog here. I don't know. I, a 10-point dog. So give me the Jaguars. My brother is going to take the Chiefs. We're on opposite ends of that one. So he is going to be going with uh, the Joes. I'm going to be going with the pros on that one. Giants hosting the Texans. New York favored by five in this one. Who would have thunk that the Giants would be favored by five in the 2022 season? But here we are. Granted, it's against Houston, and Houston's pretty awful. But right now, Giants favored five. Over-under is 41 points. The Sharps have not had a lean in this one. I would imagine they'd probably end up going with the Texans. But if you look at the stats... Probably there's no lean because right now the Giants own everything, especially the tickets. 68% of the public and the tickets are on the Giants. 52, just a small lean of the money pool, is on the 
is on New York. So what's going to happen here is my brother is going to go with Houston. He's going to go with the dog and the five points. I, you know, we hate betting on the hometown team, as probably does anybody in their specific locale. But I'm going to go with the Giants here. So we're going to be split on this one. I'm taking the Giants and the five points. My brother's going to be taking Houston. Bills. This has been a question mark all week. And as of this morning, it sounds as though that Buffalo is going to have Josh Allen at least available. I don't know if he's going to play. I just went to the uh, Matt Berry's uh, app, which uh, I even forgot what the hell it was called on top of my head. Fantasy Life. And they said that the reports are, and basically Fantasy Life is a great app, uh, as I sidebar here is that the Matt Berry app provides you with basically, it's kind of in the same vein as profootballtalk.com in the sense that they clip whatever's out there and applicable. So it's a good app to have because they'll shoot you Twitter updates from everybody. And the most recent update that I saw was that Josh Allen is going to suit up today, but he has not hit the field as of yet. And this is a one o'clock game. So that begs the question like, hey, if he hasn't been in the field, maybe he just suits up and it's Case Keenum under center. Fantasy owners are going to be scratching their head, not knowing what the hell to do. You know, I can't pick up Keenum because if he doesn't play, what do I do? I can't start Allen because if he doesn't play, will I know? So am I going to then go and get another backup or I'm going to, you know, it's just a crazy situation if you're a Josh Allen owner in fantasy for week 10. So here in the Bills, this is now up to seven. So, and I will give you the most recent as of 1145 line because it was previously three, then it went up to, I think, It was like three and a half, then it went up to six and a half. Now it's all the way up to 10. And as of quarter to 12, it is six and a half in favor of the Bills here. So you would imagine by that, they're thinking that Josh Allen is going to be playing in this one. So Bills favored by seven, over under 43 and a half. This is a trifecta game. Everybody is on the Vikings. The Sharps, 61% of the tickets, 72% of the money pool. Everybody on the Vikings there. And uh, Mr. Chainware himself, Kirk Cousins. So uh, I, my brother had this picked at three and a half for the Bills. I don't know what he wants to do in that regard. I am going to end up taking the Vikings, so it doesn't matter which one it is because I have the updated line, so my pick was factoring in the seven points. Um, Again, I can't speak for my brother and what he would do, but here, seven points, I think, is just too many points for a questionable quarterback situation. And a Vikings team that, you know, no matter how many bullets they fire at this team, they're not that bad. They really aren't. I, you know, their defense is definitely suspect. Are they a seven and one team? Probably not. However, you can't argue with the record, can you? And it's a little questionable that a team that has performed at least that well and and kept their head above water is is going to be a dog here by seven points on the road. So be it. That is what the case is. I am going to take Minnesota. My brother is a question mark on Buffalo. Bears going to be hosting the Lions. The Bears, just the the resurgent Justin Fields, just taking over as he runs all over the place for like almost 200 yards last week, even though his passing still sucks. So right now the Bears are going to be favored by two and a half at home versus the Lions. This is going to be a big NFC North battle uh, for the seller, that is. 48 and a half is the over-under. The Bears are going to have 73% of the tickets and 82% of the money. Like, 
everybody is on Chicago right here. And the Sharps, therefore, they're going to swing over and they're going to lean the other way onto uh, Detroit's side. My brother also is going to go with Detroit here. I guess I'm going to throw the dice and I'm going to go with Chicago. I do not think that either of these teams are good. I think that the coaching staff in Detroit is horrendous. And that is shown with all of the overtalk and all the high hopes and the pipe dream Detroit for the NFC North bets that were taking place. I mean, nobody ever thought that it was going to go this way for Detroit in 22, but it has. And when you look at it, you know, we laughed about it, but you could just go back to the hard knock season and just watch that hard knock season over again and been like, you know what? If everything goes great, then kudos to everybody that saw this and congratulations to Detroit's management for taking this route. But if it goes wrong, it could go really fucking wrong because these guys don't seem like they have it at all. Right. And Campbell, look, great character, great personality, you know, a player's coach, but man, it's not working out. And you can see it from a mile away. And they're going to, they'll probably try to pick off, you know, coach by coach and go down and until ultimately it's like, is there anybody left other than Campbell the fire? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to salvage his job, but I think they end up taking the L here versus Chicago. I think Chicago just gets it done with their new look offense uh, behind Justin Fields, just basically doing everything. Uh, maybe some of these moves that they made around the trade day, trade trade deadline uh, end up hel- helping Claypool coming into the fold, giving him another weapon there to go along with Mooney. But who knows? I, I You never know what the results are going to be until you see it play out. I think it was a, a, a good foot forward, but we'll just have to see. Regardless, I'm going to take the Bears. My brother's going to take the Lions. I've spent about five minutes too long talking about Bears-Lions in this one. Saints are going to be on the road. They're going to be a road favorite here. So we have our first home dog excluding the Thursday night game. The Saints favored by one point over the Steelers of Pittsburgh, and they are going to be a line total of 40.5 is the most updated over under. The Sharps, this is going to be another trifecta. Sharps, money, tickets, all on Pittsburgh sides, and heavy too. 70% of the tickets are on Pittsburgh and 86% of the money pool. Nothing going with the Saints here. My brother and I are not going with the Saints either. So we will be joining everybody else. This is a ship sinking backwards, and that looks like the Steelers with everybody. A ship sinking backwards. I'm trying to articulate the what it looks like on the betting sheet that I usually use for preparation where everything is checkmarked on one side and I'm thinking of the Titanic going, to, of course we know you're talking about the Titanic. Rich, we get it. We saw it. We do. Whatever. Absolute disaster. Everything's on the Steelers this week uh, against the Saints. So uh, Next game up is going to be in Miami. So they, Dolphins, who, you know, look, Tariq Hill breaking records, trajectory at least, everywhere. So the Dolphins are going to be favored against the Browns by 3.5 points. The over-under here is 49.5. There is really no 
uh, public lean at all. It's 51% on the Dolphins, so basically nothing. But you're seeing a lot of money come in on the Browns. The Sharps also lean that way. 77% of the money pool and the Sharps are going to go with Cleveland. My brother and I are going to go the other way. We're going to go with Miami and the three and a half there. I, you know, the Browns are another one of these teams. It's going to be interesting to see what the Browns do at the end of the year when Watson comes back, if they put him in there, or they just chalk it up for the year and just say, you know, we're going to ride it out. But here's a team in the Browns that people thought that their defense was going to be good enough to get him by, and it's been basically, um, I don't know, an average defense at best, and old Nick Chubb. So And then they kept Kareem Hunt at the trade deadline. Still don't understand that signing or what they really want to do with him. You know, Kevin Stefanski experiment here, we're really going to have to wait out to see week three. But so far, it's been mediocre at best. You know, maybe a little overhyped in that regard. Whatever. Anyway, back to gambling. My brother and I are on Miami. Titans hosting the Broncos. Titans favored by two and a half points at home. Over under is 38 points. Right now, 56% of the money pool is on the road well, the road dog in Denver. And then the Sharps are going to lean toward the Titans, as is the public. 54% of the tickets on Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee here and the short uh, line there of two and a half. My brother's going to go on Denver. Uh, You know, Denver should be the one, you know, at the beginning of the season that wins this game. It's just they've been so poor. They've been so bad. Everything about this experiment, uh, I said experiment five times in three sentences, has not worked out well. And I don't think it works out, you know, in week 10. Uh, You know, if you, well, whatever. If if you had to predict, I had to predict. It's my fucking show. That's what we do. We sit here and we predict lines and and tell you our picks. So anyway, Titans with the two and a half. Uh, Denver is going to go to my brother. Raiders, Colts. Wish my brother was here for this one because, God, the flipping Raiders are terrible. Raiders are, as bad as they are, they're still going to be favored by four points here versus Indianapolis. So go figure. That, that's how bad the Colts season has gone, is that the Raiders, for as terrible they've been, are going to be four-point favorites versus any team anywhere. This one's going to be in Las Vegas. But the money and the tickets are going to be on the Raiders. Pretty heavy too. 66% of the tickets. 70% of the Raiders. uh, 70% of the money uh, on Las Vegas. Sharps are therefore going to lean over and take Indianapolis. If you're looking for an over-under in this one, it's light. It is 40 and a half points. Again, I'm going to end up taking the Colts in this one. My brother's going to take Las Vegas. I just, I'd love to go Las Vegas because I think they should win this outright. It's just every time I got with them, they burnt me. And at this point, I just I can't pick them. I just can't do it. I, you know, it, it is just too much in 22 for me to go with Las Vegas one more time. So I'm going to go with Indianapolis. My brother's going with Las Vegas. Cowboys Packers in Lambeau Field or at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. Cowboys favored on the road here by four points. The over-under is 43 points. The Sharps are going to come in. They're going to lay into Green Bay here, as is a small piece of the money pool, 53%. The 63% of the tickets are going to be on Dallas. I'm going to be on Dallas, as is my brother. Uh, again, you know, beginning of the season, it's I thought these teams would have been a lot closer. I probably would have went with Green Bay at home, regardless of the spread. At this point, 
they just do nothing right. The whole thing, the whole ship is sinking. Uh, Dallas has performed well. Their defense is really solid. Their offense still has a little bit of work to do, especially with the receivers because they really just don't have a flow going uh, in that on that in that position. But I am going to think. I am going to think. Is that English, Rich? I don't know. This is what happens when you try to plug through a podcast very fast. So Dallas is going to win. They're going to cover by four. I think it. My brother thinks it. So does the tickets. So that's where we're at. Where are we at for Los Angeles? What What do you mean Los Angeles? Los Angeles Rams. They're hosting the Cardinals. Uh, question marks here with the quarterback position for Arizona as Kyler Murray is questionable uh, to play in this one. I think he'll ultimately suit up. It seems that way from the line. It's currently three points in favor of Los Angeles. Not the year that the Super Bowl champs wanted, but it is the one that they got. Right now, they are seeing both the tickets and the money pool come in on them. 59% of the tickets, 67% of the money pool. So you're seeing a little bit more in that regard. The Sharps do not have a lean. They think it's going to be a lower scoring game as 40.5 is the over-under here. I'm going to go with the Rams, as is my brother. Uh, You know, I, I haven't seen anything out of Los Angeles. I just have zero faith in the Cardinals. And I know the Cardinals have made stuff up here in the past couple of weeks to, I think, make themselves look better than they are. Uh, you know, this is a game that, look, the Super Bowl champs, if they're going to compete this year, they're not. But they have to win this game. You know, you can't lose it. And they're favored by a field goal. So I am going to throw it their way. It's a It's a pity bet by me. 49ers, Chargers on Sunday Night Football. You know, this should have been a much better game. But the way that the Chargers have played this year, I I mean, what a letdown. Injuries for sure. Keenan Allen hasn't played all year. Um, Or what, did he play first week? I can't even remember at this point. Because after the first or second week, they're playing again. Week 10 here. I think he might be suiting up, but I don't think so. I, who knows? Bose is out still. I don't know when he comes back off the uh, I, IR. I think it's uh, in a little bit. But regardless, I the point is is that this would have been a great Sunday night football game week one. Week 10, not so much. And you see that reflected in the spread. Seven and a half in favor of San Francisco here. San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. Is going to be more than touchdown favorite over, uh, you know, Mr. I, you know, can do no wrong except can't win a game either uh, under center and Herbert. So, seven and a half in favor of San Francisco, 45 and a half is the over under. The public looks to be on San Francisco slightly. 53% is where they're coming in. 61% of the money is actually going to come in on loss in, in the Chargers. There is no sharp lean as of right now. I'm going to take the Chargers in this spot. I just Seven and a half is too many points. I, they've had a, a really pitiful season, but I can't really back Jimmy Garoppolo uh, You know, producing a seven and a half point victory with Herbert under center. I mean, it might happen because it's the way the season has gone everywhere. Is that you just you never know what's coming until it happens. But I'm just I'm not going to trust Garoppolo and over seven points against Justin Herbert. But my brother is he's going to go with San Francisco. So Eggy boys on the opposite ends of the spectrum there. And so that leaves us with one game left. Of course, it always ends one way. 
Monday Night Football. No Howard Cosell. No Al Michaels. No, oh God, who have been some of the other ones that have come and gone? I mean, it was Al Michaels for an eternity, right? But who was it last year? Who they have? Uh, I forgot already. It was the Booger Crew, right? Tarico? Mike Tarico? I think it was Tarico, Booger, and uh, Greasy. Anyway, uh, so no Al Michaels, no Howard Cosell, no Mike Tarico. <laughs> yeah, Tarico up there in the, the pantheon of play-by-play broadcasters. Eagles hosting the Commanders. Eagles favored by 11 points. Over-under is 44 points. The tickets are going to come in on the Commanders at 61%. And the money pool is going to be on the Eagles at 55%. Uh, both my brother and I are going to come in on the Commanders. 11 points. 11 points is a lot. This is, uh, you know, it's just kind of like an auto pick for, uh, you know, a road divisional game. You know, I, I don't know. It, Washington has not been that terrible since Heineke went under center. And so 11 points in a division game with a team that hasn't been performing that awful. Uh, I think uh, we're, we're, that would be the mentality for me. Maybe my brother, who knows? I, I, I can't speak for him. I would like to, but I don't like to speak for anybody. So uh, we're going to both come in on Washington. So that leaves us with one thing left, and that is the bets. So let's go. Here we go. Uh, I will fire through uh, all of my picks and then my bets. My best bet is Chicago. I am going to take Chicago at home against Detroit. My brother is originally going to go with Buffalo in the two and a half points, but that's not two and a half. That's up to seven. So I don't know necessarily what his best pick would be, but it was Buffalo at two and a half. As for the super contest, I am going to take Chicago, Miami, Rams, Bucks. And Dallas, we did the, we provided each other the picks before, so the Bucks obviously look like they're going to be a surefire lock for that one as they're up 21-9 right now, seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. So Tampa Bay, uh, it looks to be a win. And my brother have that? No. So I'm the only one with an active game. Uh, and again, Chicago, Miami, Rams, Bucks and Dallas. My brother has some of that, not all of it. He does have the Rams. He does have Miami. Along with that, he is going to throw in Kansas City, Buffalo, and San Francisco. So again, the question mark on what uh, he would do with the Buffalo line is he thought it originally was two and a half. But if it was, he went with Buffalo. Then he went with Kansas City. Kansas City. Kansas. You got to smoke, bro. Kansas City and that big spread. Miami at home versus the Browns. Rams at home versus the Cardinals. And San Francisco and a larger spread versus. Wow, the big San Francisco and that larger spread is one of his best bets. Uh, versus obviously we just talked about it, the Chargers. Um, so that's a surprise. But those are our super par- contest picks. Parlays. We both did two, three team tees or three team parlays. I did Chicago, Dallas, and Tampa Bay were my three. His were Buffalo, Rams, and San Francisco. So again, that Buffalo pick, which is his best bet and he has everywhere, uh, is kind of a big question mark and throws off all of this podcast. Uh, Teasers. Uh, My brother, we'll start with him. He took Detroit, Green Bay, San Fran, Philadelphia. So he's going to take Detroit. He's going to juice that one up. He's going to do the same thing with Green Bay. Then he's going to bring San Francisco uh, and 
Philadelphia down. So that is what he's going to do there. Uh, I am going to... I have one that is similar. Uh, And what I am going to do is... I'm going to take Kansas City. I'm going to bring that down to four. I'm going to take the Giants, and I'm going to bring that all the way through zero. Uh, You know, I know everybody talks about not doing that, but, uh, you know, for me, it gets me through the three. The zero doesn't matter. I think New York's going to win. I just don't know by how much. So if I get them getting a point, I mean, they just got to win, right? So, and then I will finish off with San Francisco, same as him, and bring San Francisco down to a point and a half. So for our prop bets, my brother took Chris... Chubb and over 80 and a half rushing yards. I looked at the New Orleans um, Pittsburgh game and I looked at a couple of things there. I looked at Harris over the 45 and a half yards rushing. He's had an awful season. However, you know, coming off the bye, it might be the week that he comes back and turns it up a little bit. I, I mean, it really, for, especially for fantasy owners, it has just been an awful year for picking Harris in the first. Uh, in the first round, which I mean, many, if not all, uh, teams did or leagues did. Uh, I will give kudos to Pro Football Talk, uh, Dr. Eric Eager. He was not big on Harris preseason, and he was right on the money. But here in this game, I think he could get over the 45 and a half yards. So I looked at him. I also looked at his teammate Pickens. Uh, he Pickens over under uh, receiving yards was 43 and a half, which I kind of like. But ultimately, I ended up going on the opposite sideline where I took Chris Olave and the 62 and a half yards. I'll take the over on that. Olave has been basically, I, I mean, their offense this year. Uh, occasionally, Kamara has showed, but with the way things have gone, he is. He's gotten the looks basically all season long. He's performed very well. Uh, I think last week he got under. I don't remember offhand. However, this week I'm going over in the 62 and a half. And that brings us to I'll start because last week I ended up losing about 250 or so, 250, 300. Uh, I had a parlay that didn't end up doing anything uh, because they were the pushes and then my teaser lost. So I'm about 8,500, give or take, uh, let's say like 50 bucks. And what I'm going to do is I'm just going to aim to bring that down to 8,000 as I put 500 on the tease that I stated. So I am going to take Kansas City down to three and a half, four. Depending on your book, New York plus one, San Francisco minus one and a half. I am going to put 500 on that tease, looking to net out 1300 on the back end there. My brother, he did a lot more. So here we go. Strap in, get your pens and pa- pens and pencils and paper ready because he's got a lot. Here we go. Money line bets. He's got two. He's got Miami and Detroit. He's putting 250 on Miami. He's putting 50 on Detroit. If you're doing it by units, let's say 50 is a unit. He's putting five on Miami. He's putting one on Detroit. He was going to put two at 100 bucks uh, for Buffalo, but that, again, was with the spread at two and a half, and I don't necessarily know if he wants to do that. Moneyline parlay, I am going to throw him now this one because Buffalo's in it, but it's Moneyline, so it doesn't matter. He's got a three-team Moneyline parlay in Miami, Detroit, and Buffalo. 100 for 550 in that one. Obviously, Detroit, he's looking to win on the road against Chicago. His second Moneyline parlay, or Moneyline, uh, yeah, Moneyline parlay, is a four-team Raiders, Cowboys, Rams, San Francisco. 
So he's basically taken four favorites. He's putting 200 for 1070 on that one. Then he gets into teasers. He's got one teaser. It is Detroit, Green Bay, San Fran, and Philadelphia. It is the teaser that mentioned for the week. Uh, previously, he is going to put 100 on that for 400 So, again, Detroit, Green Bay, San Fran, and Philly. You've got three, two teams getting jacked up, two teams getting jacked down. He's got four prop bets, all of these at 50 bucks a pop. Chubb, which was his pick earlier at over 80 and a half yards. He's got an, uh, Amon Ron St. Brown at over 67 and a half yards. Justin Fields had a over under passing yards of 180 and a half is what it is at right now. He's going to go under that. And then he also has an over tackle. Eight and a half is the figure, the player, Michael Walker. So he is going to take Walker and over the, is it Mike, I, Mike Hal or is it just Michael? <laughs> I should know this, right? Because I play in how many uh, independent IDP leagues and uh, I should know. It's probably Michael and I just said Mike Hal. It's like the, like the tissue paper, the uh, toilet paper, not toilet paper, Markel, Markel paper products, whatever. So uh, Michael or Mike Hal. However you want to pronounce it, Walker over eight and a half yards, eight and a half yards, eight and a half tackles. And you know what? Holy Jesus. That's it. 30 minutes could have been possibly one of the worst podcasts that I've done in my entire life. We're I'm sorry, man. I didn't expect that at all. Nor did I. I mean. You are a stupid Oh, come on. That's exactly what he is. Jerry. Stop, Jr. Come on, everybody, give me a break. I mean, that guy oh, is a disgrace to the uniform. I, Mike, I, Mikey, I, I, I was a fan of you. I was a fan of you. Why, why would you go after me? I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just did a shitty podcast. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Not anymore. We're gonna end it, buddy. We can't get stupid when we're putting a rap on it. it it's over. But yes, probably one of the worst podcasts I ever did. But it was thirty minutes. Is what it is, uh, like I said. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier having multiple dogs and multiple kids with your wife at home. I'm going to blame you, Allie. She's going to be like, Jesus, red shit. You blame me for everything. Why wouldn't you blame me for this, too? You're right. You're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Spaceballs is a great fucking movie. That's it. I'm out. Week 10. Enjoy. Peace. Peace.